Right. Fucking Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're just shooting the shit here. Um, <laughs> Love you, Deadly. Yeah, and uh, talking old movies and uh, Colin Hay and Natalie uh, Portman, Natalie Portman, and all kinds of other crossovers. Zach I have breath. I have an I have an argument here, not an argument, an opinion. Okay. That you can track what was the original. What people said, oh, you're a hipster. You know that term would be mm. thrown around like you know, it, was, it still gets thrown around now. Yeah. But the original, like, sort of new hipster. I have a theory that it started with around that time the movie Garden State came out. Do you think? Well, this that which was early 2000s. That's right. right? And it was mm-hmm. like just past my sort of youngish years. A little bit of crossover with I'm like the last of Gen X, right? Right. So the hipsters were a lot of the new millennials, right? The Correct. older millennials, right? Yeah, yeah. Man buns. So man buns, exactly. So there was a little bit of that in my end of my, you know, the Gen X generation, mm-hmm. late mm-hmm. P- people born in the mid late 70s. But my theory is that the band The Shins, you, Love can, the Shins. you can track the hipster movement directly through them. Like really? The, like the timeline. I'm not saying exactly them, but the timeline of The Shins. Huh. And then by the time you get to the late 2000s when he starts that collab with Danger Mouse yes. and all that, like it's well established in pop culture sort of 10 years later. That's just a theory I have. And you think that's where where the term hipster... No, I don't think it's where it comes from. I think the timeline of the shins follows exactly the timeline of hipster... Culture. Culture and when it got popular and and the kind of bands that it got popular Mm. with and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's like the same... To me, it's the same exact timeline. It's valid, Dan. Thank you. That's all I wanted was to be validated. <laughs> and speaking of validation, yes, yes, we yes. have a great uh, artist who was really funny, by the way. This yeah. Guy. Josh was super cool. I'm glad we met him. Thank you again for bringing somebody great. You're, uh, it was my pleasure, and you're most welcome. And this is episode five. I think you're going to get a side gig as a booking agent or something. You really know, do you know how to find I'm good the at talent. This. You know? I'm finding the talent. I, do you know, and do you know what? I'm not surprised that I'm good at this because I tell you what I'm really good at Dan is I'm a great if I wasn't you know in the high-flying world of of podcasting and and wine writing um I would be a detective because oh. I find I thought you were going to be an Instagram stalker or something you know? I can do that yeah I can absolutely do that job. it's part of the job I find I find things I find PI. things I feel people I could yeah. be, a, I'd be a great PI. Yeah, yeah. I need to be a bit more hard boiled. I can't be drinking the decaf um, mm. and be a be a PI. But I but could yes. see you like sitting in a car pretending to read a book with big sunglasses on. And I do that all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I do it. <laughs> I, I'm usually parked up outside, outside here waiting for you to open. Is that how you found Josh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's just say I have. There were rumors. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's what I do. I'm actually really good. I've uh, over all my decades on this planet, I've realised I'm very good at finding things, finding mm. things out, um, and finding finding folk, tracking folk down. Sleuth. 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 Mm. Great word. Mm. Love it. In fact, is that will that fit in Wordle? Is that, or is that too one letter too long? I, I think don't it's know. One letter too long is it? Um, but Josh Lancaster. My gosh, what? Uh, my gosh, Josh. My gosh. This guy, what an incredible painter, um, an amazing artist, and recently just kind of blew up because his um, his painting of a very famous Hawke's Bay landmark, um, a wool shed that 
um, sort of presides over the vineyards at Timata Estate here in Hawke's Bay was donated um, by Josh to the um, Cranford Hospice wine auction which is the most the oldest most mm. prestigious wine auction in this part of the world um as a you know a, to to raise funds and it got like forty four thousand dollars forty four forty five thousand it's a good one crazy money like amazing in money. this economy in are this you economy <laughs> cost a living um but it's doesn't the hurt most one percent does it huh no yeah. But it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful artwork, and and all of his stuff is. And um, but you know, before I kind of swoon and gush too much, he's um, just a, a really fascinating, really interesting guy, right, Dan? He's he's came from the ad industry. Yeah, I learned a lot. Actually, yeah, that was advertising one, guy. when I came home uh, after recording that. I was I, I can't remember which story I shared, but I was telling Mata about it. And I was like, you remember the, you know, I talked to this guy today and, you know, the L&P ads and all, yeah. you know, and I, he had some really cool stories that are very, very big Kiwi stories. Yeah, very know? deeply, because, you know, advertising, particularly advertising in the 80s, 90s, you know, early kind of 2000s, um, big ad campaigns were famous, you know, I mean, they were, they became part of our national Identity. They mm. were part of our psyche. It was part of being a, a great Kiwi. If you if you knew the 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 words to particular ads, or you know if you kept up to the with particular you know ad scenarios, because some of these campaigns were very long running, and Josh was behind yeah, a number crazy. of those, or knew kind of the goss and and yeah, well, scandal I, I, behind some of them too. The which part was great. that really stuck in my brain that I could relate to was that not early internet, but you know sort of early. Uh, mid 2000s internet and these ads making their way to the UK and the US and Canada and people going like Kiwi seeing them over there yeah, and going like, like oh my gosh that's yeah I gotta share I gotta share this with my friends here so they know exactly yeah. and I'm sure their friends were like what the fuck is this <laughs> but it <laughs> well was, some of our yeah. ads you know became very very famous and won mm. awards overseas um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll flick you some links down okay, I'll, cool. I'll school you up on those but um, Josh Lancaster um, very funny very lovely incredibly talented and um and we're very stoked that he now lives in Hawke's Bay. So, introducing Josh Lancaster. It is. It is. They always have partners. Advertising people have partners. They do. They do. We are we are recording already. Oh, we are. I was just checking the levels and everything, so I just figured I'd start recording. But oh, we, I'll, okay. I'll start it, you know, when we can start it officially now. And welcome, Josh. How yeah. are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for inviting me along to have a chat. And it doesn't matter that you were late. You know, a few minutes. Yes, um, it, it was a little adventure. Because you know, you, the thing is, you didn't trust your instinct. You no. knew, and you deep down in your waters where we were. I knew where, where you were. But you had to go to Google Maps. Yeah, because you I didn't defaulted trust to Google Maps, and Google Maps, Google Maps took me to the two dollar shop and it, insisted that you guys were somewhere in the two dollar shop. And that's, really, for decibel wines or for? I was actually here. I was, I was, I was here fifteen minutes before I was supposed to be, but I just wasn't in the right, yeah. the right place. If it's any consolation. We need to look into our Google. What do you call that stuff? But Location you didn't, services. But you could have rang. I could have. But you didn't. Yeah. I, I texted at the earliest opportunity that I knew that I was that the two dollar shop wasn't going to 
offer you guys up to me. No. They got everything else in there, but not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me. I was, I, but I was her only customer. She wasn't yeah. going to let me go yeah. easily. I had to fight to get my phone and the Google Maps back. <laughs> it's they a good little $2 shop down there. I remember they, getting a really impressive um, fridge magnet in the shape of a porpoise. They don't have the oh, best version of everything, yeah. but they pretty much have everything. <laughs> they have everything. They yeah. do. They if do. You need it yeah. in a jam. Yeah. I uh, go there sometimes and buy, buy plastic flowers. That I stick in my hair, you know, when I need to do big hair things. Where are you going? Put your mic over here, because you okay. keep turning and looking at me. I don't okay. really. Or have at least that. in the middle. Yeah, that's better. Okay. I don't that, have that that's good. That's good. No, you the don't have that option. The <laughs> It's not a lot for them to stick into. That's better. No. That's good. Sorry, um, listeners. Dan's just having a, a, a technical feng shui moment. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm you know, trying to perfect it, which is interesting in this, this echoey room, but it, it happens, yeah. it works. It's but right. anyway, Dan, we've got Josh Lancaster. We do. You uh, first came across being, being in the wine world. I first discovered you had the wine auction painting this year, right? Yeah. And I can say, without mentioning any names, that I haven't always loved the wine auction artwork. And uh, I've always, sometimes it pops up, and you know, and this is even before I started putting wine in about six seven years seven eight years ago and i go ooh, that's gonna be interesting to see how that one goes and uh that said john who did it last year i loved his one um and i uh, was not surprised to hear the uh what what you what you raised for it for that which had to be one of the higher ones yeah ever, right? i think it might have been is it the highest amount I, i'm not sure if it was the highest it's the highest amount for it for any painting you've thing. done. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so just to, just to um, give our listeners context of, yes. of this, can you tell us what is the wine auction painting? Okay. So each year the Hawke's Bay Wine Auction chooses a single artist to paint a significant piece and donate it to the auction. So there's usually 39, 40 lots of wine and one big massive painting or sculpture. So uh, last year, as you mentioned, Dan, it was uh, John Lancashire. Mm -hmm. This year, do you guys get confused all the time? <laughs> ah, I didn't and think this of that. year it was me, Josh Lancaster, yeah. and I think there's all these hybrids of us out there. Even Mike McRoberts announced uh, that he was really excited about John Lancaster. Yeah, <laughs> it was neither of us. <coughs> oh, I was one. there. That was funny. Um, but I he yeah, did it on purpose, but he oh, didn't. <laughs> even even I sort of. I drove past a gallery that John's works at, and I see his name, but I read my name. You know, it's the exact same. Yeah, it scans the yeah. same. No, he's a, he's a lovely guy, and our, our work is very, very different. It is, yeah. But uh, uh, what's so funny about painting is it's obviously subjective, but there is it is a bit like music where there's good and bad, you know? And, and, like, and even within the same artist, like certain pieces, you know, just seem to, I don't know why they work. Yeah, you know, and, and it just as soon as I saw that painting, which I think the first time I saw it was at the pre-tasting in Napier, or saw a photo nice. of it or something, and I went, "Oh, that's beautiful. That's going to get something." You know what I mean? Like, oh, and, I, and I could think the I thought um, also your style, the stylist. I don't know if the, that's the right word, but the um, there's a stylism to what you do that uh, is a sort of aesthetic that. I don't know, I could get my head around mm. really quick, and I thought, oh, that's gonna, that's so, beautiful, you know? Yeah, so what was your painting of? So I painted um, 
I, my usual paintings are of places. I'm yeah. a landscape painter, and I love painting places that are familiar, um, but also um, places where the nature intersects with the evidence of humans without any people ever being in a painting. Yeah. I'm terrible at painting people. <laughs> right. They're really unforgiving, you know. Mm, it's mm. a bit like a QR code. Yeah. If you don't get it just right, yeah. it's somebody, somebody yeah. else. Yeah, there's a bit of precision involved, yeah, yeah with a person. So I, um, I chose to paint a building that always catches my eye, and it's just across the road from Blackburn, and it's Tomata Woolshed. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the oldest woolsheds in the Hawke's Bay. And it always catches my eye. It just sort of seems to rise up through this sea of vines. Yeah, it kind of um, looms up. just floats up. like yeah. a big steel ship in the, you know, amongst it all. And so I thought that would be a nice intersection of the stuff that I'm into and probably the stuff that you guys are into. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love these buildings that um, tell a kind of cultural history of of us mm. and of Hawke's Bay. And I love buildings, whether they're, you know, small sort of um, uh, town halls or churches or, or even cafes or restaurants. These are containers for yeah. humans and human interactions and memories. And so although the paintings never have any people in them, they're always about people. Yeah, because it could be like the corner fish and chip shop in a tiny rural community, yeah. or it could be some, you know, huge building of gorgeous scale and, yeah. and architecture, but you know that human there are, you know, there's been a lot of humanness yeah. happen in those places. And that cumulative yeah. you know, over the years, all the different people that have intersected and mm. what that place means to means to them. So and, and woolsheds are great like that, you know. I, I love the idea that a hundred years ago there was, you know, a bunch of burly blokes and ladies yeah. in there, and that was that was what they did. And um, and you know, there's there's always still evidence of that there. You know, the um, the bits of wood that have been smoothed down with you know lanolin, lanolin. and friction and yeah. you know, the evidence is all there. And there's the lots of graffiti in woolsheds. Have you been in woolsheds like yeah, in, a lot in your past? Yeah. So you know, there's like sharing gangs and the stuff mm. always seem to carve initials no, and yeah. things in the you know in the timber framing or they paint stuff in there yeah. or they draw graffiti and old it's i love it yeah it There's really a, was the the original you know so and so was here you yeah know? yeah yeah tagging yeah i was gonna say there's a <laughs> insane one up uh do you know the glamping sites in tiwanga yes uh up towards cape you know it's on the way up to cape yeah. kidnappers there's one of the glamping sites you know, maybe a hundred meter walk up the hill, kind of, there is a gigantic bullshit, which I think is still active, but I don't know how, if they're actually shearing in there as much, but it's like, that thing's a piece of work. Like you get up there, you get a feeling, you're like, ooh, some shit's going down yeah. there, you know? <laughs> and, and there's something beautiful about wool sheds and the New Zealand shed, yes. which is, it's corrugated iron, yep. and there's definitely a roof, and you've got optional one, two, or yeah, how know, many walls? Yeah. How many walls? Yeah. Um, but it's as simple as you can you can get. You yeah. Know, it's it's built to do a job yeah. and be be practical. No need for any of the fancy stuff. No. And we'll be back after the break. 
How do everyone? My name's Yvonne Lorcan and I'm the co-founder and chief tasting officer of winefringe.co.nz, the best wine subscription service in all the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find delicious wines that we match to your individual taste buds. We do, by science. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Essentially, we match wine to people. Now, we know you want to try new wines, we know you're curious, but we also know that it's really hard to break free from those boring, same old, same olds from the supermarket. So we take the hassle and the guesswork out of choosing great wines, because if I know how your taste buds work, then you can trust me to go and find those wines for you. And it's super easy to do. So go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to fill out our fun questionnaire that helps me understand how you taste wine, choose a plan that suits your budget, choose your combo of red and whites, choose your delivery frequency, pop in your payment and delivery details, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. And... If you use the word Yvonne as your promo code, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, then you'll automatically receive an insanely excellent 24% off your first subscription case. Yes! So the plans are flexible, you're not locked into anything, you can buy more of the wines you love with a simple click or tap and become a wine friend. We'll all live happily ever after. Cheers! Okay, let's get back to the show. But they have a personality of of the, of the the farm that they're on or the community that they're in. I mean, I come yeah. from. Um, my dad was a stock truck driver for oh, yeah. almost fifty years for Hawkes Bay Farmers Transport. Yep. So carting sheep and cows all around the country. There's not a single back road farm station anywhere. Certainly not in Hawkes Bay that he doesn't know and has been to multiple times. He's been everywhere. He's man. been everywhere, man. He's <laughs> been everywhere. And as kids. We used to go everywhere yeah. with him. You know, yeah. we'd be up at Sparrow's Fart. You know what Sparrow's Fart is, eh? No, I don't know what Sparrow's yeah. Fart is. It's, it's earlier than you sh- than most people are getting up. Yeah, yeah. sort of oh. in the dark. Oh, in, the, yeah. in the dark, Sparrow's sort of yeah. Sparrow's yeah. Fart is, yeah. um, is... He'd get us out, get our little lunch boxes together, you know, chuck us in the car, off to the transport yard, pile us into the truck, and, yeah. and we'd just sort of shake our way you know down gravel roads to different farms to pick up sheep and cows cool. and then go to the freezing works or take them oh, to a different the freezing farm works yeah exciting. the freezing works were really exciting like we used to go to Fokatu and to Mona yeah. um, when they were still open and I remember the smell that was this mm. crazy mixture of 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 sheep and cow poo lanolin grass and ammonia like weird and uh, i remember one time and i think probably a little bit of animal fear and animal fear oh yes you could definitely scared yeah scared pheromones and those were the days where you could where everyone had dogs so all the drivers of the trucks had dogs the dogs would be barking to get the cows and the sheep off the trucks and into the yards and the freezing works and yeah i remember going to the toilets one time when i was really little and you know and going to the loos and it was re- it was horrible there were like maggots on the floor of like the, the like the loos and train spotting yeah well, it was so disgusting the they were yeah, like the toilets and train spotting but mm. they were the loos and the freezing works which yeah. was gross and the this the howls of the livestock were horrible anyway let's let's no, move no, on no, 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 t- I, I just it was interesting <laughs> what you're saying about you know remembering the smells yeah. of the place because for me and i've become much more aware of this as an adult but all my memories are very much hinged on the smell of a place you know that that's a that's science right how how do you mean your memories can't be like your sense of smell 
is inherently linked to your memory. Yes. Which is why, you know this, eh, Dan, that um, key tests for um, neurodegenerative diseases involve your sense of smell and being able to verbalise what you're smelling because you can't verbalize a smell no, or a taste no that you've never smelled or tasted before yes. so that's why i say to people when they're um getting all down because they can't describe certain wine aromas and things like that i say well when was the last time you actually smelled a gooseberry well i've never yeah. smelled one before well for, you know fuck it you're never gonna know no. you're never gonna be able to verbalize that yeah. so to build up a library of memory and smell when you're next at the supermarket, the farmer's market, the chemist shop, the whatever, pick stuff up, sniff yeah. it, and then boom, it's in your memory. And it's, there is a muscle memory to it. Totally. And that you just get better and, better and better and better. Yeah. Um, well, so everybody kept telling me that my Malbec smelled like Tamarillo, and I was like, okay, I don't know what Tamarillo is. So I had to go out, you had to go get, one. get some Tamarillo, yeah. and then they said, oh, we used to have Tamarillo with ice cream when we were kids, and, I, and, and, and then I could actually confidently mm. use the tasting term for yeah, my right because i was like i don't know what a tamarillo smells yeah. like well when when you do though yeah when you've pinned tamarillo to all mm. that feeling the the faintest waft of it you get it yeah. straight away you mm. don't even need to think yeah. what is it it's it's not like even words which you need to read yeah. to be communicated to it just it all rolls back so eh? quickly grandma's kitchen you know? grandma's kitchen the shortbread the <sighs> your new pencil case and j1 the um, new the this the um the the tree um beside the um beside the bike sheds um where i pashed duncan mckee oh, yeah. oh, primary oh, yeah. mm, yeah. 1984 yeah. Yeah. good years good times yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know like all, all these sort of I smell those trees all, now and I'm like, all oh. these milestone moments yeah. yeah yeah my first pash I it's it's a real sensory experience yeah, yeah, you know completely funny the taste eh? the taste of someone else's mouth it <laughs> hasn't happened before so we should put a one. disclaimer on this podcast yeah. if there's going to be a little yeah especially when she has she's chewing bubble gum you know? <laughs> oh really did you have a chewer Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. A chewer with an active tongue, you know. Oh, gosh. That's like that, um, that, um, um, Blackadder sketch with, um, Lord Flashheart. Oh, yes. In it, you know, where Lord Flashheart comes down and he's like, ah, she's got a tongue like an electric eel and she likes the taste <laughs> of a man's tonsils. What? <laughs> I think I got that right. I'm it sorry. It was so, Blackadder was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And they have a good sense memory episode with uh, that wine episode is, is so good. Well, I, I cannot imagine how um, I'm quite, I'm a quite sensitive smeller. Uh-huh. And I often just think how overwhelming it would have been living a hundred years ago, you know, oh. before toothpaste was invented, before, oh, can den- you even imagine? before kids were sent to the murder house. In primary school to have their filling sorted, you know, the world would have honked. Um, Oh, before deodorant and regular uh, showers and (laughs) regular laundry and horse shit all over the streets. Yeah, yeah. It just just would have been pretty strong. I guess that's, you know, perfume was designed to cover all that. It was the original cover-up, you know. We're going to get real dark here or dirty here because I was reading something that you can't imagine... 
you know, even for like being, say, a royal or a debutante or somebody who, you know, is very, very well off compared to the rest of society in like 16th, 17th century, like in a beautiful big house, it mm. would have smelled awful. Foul. Like, you know, they would have had like Feral. servants cleaning their, their stuff in the corner and yeah. Well, we've, well the world's probably become to a large extent sanitized from that and we've been protected yeah. from that. Um, yeah. Although at the same time, we've got all these other new chemical smells, synthetic smells that, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm really quite sensitive to that yeah, stuff yeah. As, as well, you know. And I don't like, the thing with me is I don't, I'm not a big, like, you know, hopefully I'm not, I'm not, I'm reeking right now, but I don't. That's why you're sitting a little further yeah. than me today. <laughs> but yeah. I don't, but, you know, because of what I do, you know, I'm tasting wine um, every day and that kind of thing. I don't wear perfume. Like obviously, right. you know, deodorant and yeah. that kind of thing. But I do not wear perfumes and I don't like cosmetics that have a strong smell. I um, The other day I put some dry shampoo in my hair oh, that, yeah. I, that my daughter had because I'd run out. And I put it in and it wasn't until a few minutes later I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> what is that god awful? I smell like, a, like an old fruit salad. Oh. What is it? And it was this coconutty... Oh, hair stuff yeah. and I could and it was just completely just like this cloud around my face mm. and I couldn't I couldn't work you smelled like a woman of the night I smelled like a, I smelled like something of the night and <laughs> if it was a woman of the night I'd be running away yeah. I, I get there there's certain, <laughs> certain um, fragrant smells you know and, and shampoos and moisturizers that I know are natural but they're just yeah. too much for me Kawakawa is one yeah that's and, intense and Manuka is another one I love Manuka honey, I yeah. love Manuka trees, but Manuka and um, it's just got something that's strong. a little bit animal and yeah. real for it's, me. It's funky. Yeah, and mm. just keeps reminding me that it's funky every, yeah. every little every little whiff. This is interesting that we're talking about products because your background before you became super famous painter. Yes. You were an advertising guy. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking, so advertising what, in the 90s and 2000s or more of the 2000s I, and upwards or when? I, when? Tell us. When? <laughs> 2000. <laughs> 2000 was the year that I graduated from uh, Massey School of Design yep. in Wellington. And um, so my journey to advertising and to being a painter was that I originally always wanted to be a painter growing up. Mm. Um, all advertising guys do yeah. 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 either, either painter or writer you've really got a book in you or a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something else yeah. you want to do yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I um, and, and I went I was at Auckland Grammar where I did painting um, each year and then at the end of sixth form realised I couldn't take painting and design certainly not painting design and photography you know they they sort of limited things to... At grammar. You, yeah, you could take one mm. of the silly subjects. Yeah, they don't want you to be too arty at grammar, I, no, I find. If, yeah. if it's not... You know, they really prefer... And, and I loved grammar, and mm. it was a great school, great memories. But you really wanted to be taking maths with stats, maths with calc, biophysics and chemistry to be taken seriously. Mm. And um, this gutted me because I was not going to be a mathematician or a scientist. I was going to be making Or pictures. a broker. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I switched schools and I went to senior college. Selwyn? Um, no, 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 sen senior college. Senior college. Sorry. Quite, yeah. Selwyn <laughs> College, also in Auckland, but a different vibe to senior college. What are you saying? 
Is we, it all right vibe? Did you go to Selwyn College? No. No? That's and lots right. of friends that did, though. <laughs> um, I, so I went to senior college because I could take those things. Yeah. And, and that was great. But um, I remember my painting teacher saying to me, um, Josh, I know you want to go to art school and be an artist, but just so you know, I don't think there's a real market for 18-year-old artists. Mm. But have you considered going to design school? Because it's the same thing, yep. but you'll have a job at the end of it. And you can always paint pictures if you want. Mm. And I was a bit gutted to hear this because I, you know, I was fixated on art school mm. and yeah. what, it, what it might mean. But, um, but he was right, and I went to design school, and it, and it really was how I'd imagine art school to be. Um, you know, there's life drawing and yeah. all, all sorts of stuff. Um, but that's also where I met my creative partner, Jamie Hitchcock, and we were in the same advertising class. And So there was an advertising class at, at design school? Or yes. was part of your design school curriculum taking on advertising? You could sort of specialise in advertising yeah, yeah. or illustration or computer graphics or... Yeah, cool. Animation, whatever. And so advertising was, was my was sort of what I gravitated towards and, and met him. And advertising creatives work as a team. So you get hired as a team in an agency. One of you is the art director usually. Yeah. And the other one's, one's the a copywriter. Writer. Mm. Yeah. But really you're a creative team so that you come up with an idea, you need someone that you can trust, that you can verbalise that to, and they can be totally impartial and go, shit idea good idea this is how we could make it better and of course this is all done over mahogany desks and um tumblers of of scotch not when we um, first and started cigars. when we first started um. it was dunhill blues <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and val's diner on courtney place yes. which is just us and the taxi drivers because oh. uh, i think we started on when we when we did get a job and and we were committed to getting a job that was the other yeah. thing that i loved about jamie yeah. was that he was the only other guy in class that was really he wasn't talking about going and taking a year off or, you know, anything like that. He was he was ready to, to work, and so, and so was I. So we got this job at Cleminger mm. down, in, down in Wellington. and um, Big agency. Big agency. Although it's, it's a funny one with as creatives because you, you have to get given a job before you can do the job. You haven't actually learned how to do the job yet. So, yeah, sure. So I think we started on, um, we did a bit of work experience for ages and then, we uh, we got given salaries of seventeen grand each a year. Pretty low for ad agency. Yeah, but salaries, pretty pretty, but pretty high compared for... to not getting anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so there weren't there weren't too many crystal tumblers and desks <laughs> at the at the at the start. But um, yeah, we so we worked together um, for the best part of twenty years, and I always wanted to paint, but. Um, it never felt like it was the right time. Mm. You know, I was, you know, advertising was quite consuming. And then... Um, Did I, you... Sorry to interrupt, but, we, you know, when you were designing and advertising... Yes. Within your time at the agency and through the different campaigns that you must have worked on, surely there would have been images that you designed, whether they were scenes or logos or, or I don't know, or... that. Um, that you're like really, really proud of, like that you consider yep. amazing pieces of your art. Are there any that that you remember or that yep. stick out? Well, I, I think the the thing Jamie and I sort of became synonymous with doing uh, New Zealand work. Yeah, you know, so um, brand stuff that was 
you know, whether it's Steinlager or uh, LMP. I remember we made some LMP ads that um, were all shot on Super 8 film, maybe mm. almost 20 years ago now. And I just remember the the um, the fresh feeling of, of that. You know, we were sort of emailing. This is before YouTube or anything. So, if you had something that you thought was funny, you'd have to email it to everyone on mm. your. You yeah. Know? And you, yeah. That's how you'd sort of share stuff. Um, but like and, type it out. This is the yeah, idea. Yeah. 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 Check yeah. this out, guys. And then you've got yeah. everyone you've ever known. <laughs> Friday funny. <laughs> Clog, clog. <laughs> yeah. That's your dial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, I remember we did, um, we'd moved to Auckland. We had been working at Clemenger in Wellington on um, the LTSA account. So yeah. it, it was um, a great account to work on, but it was a bit grim. You're telling mm. people to slow down, don't drink and drive, wear or your you, seatbelt. Or you'll mangle yourself and your family. Yeah, and you have to you know you have to look at a lot of mangled cars and mm. mangled people and it wasn't we kind of wanted to be there wasn't <laughs> not, the kind of famous brands that we wanted to get into <laughs> it wasn't exactly what you had no. No. so we we moved north to auckland to work on more fun accounts and to find ourselves wives yes yeah they had like apparently quite quite rich good, ones a good a good selection there. yeah good selection <laughs> It's a smorgasbord of wife material. The, it's not yeah, the $2 shop of wives. Yeah, the water. they're sporty. They're, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. America's Cup and yeah, all that stuff, and, yeah. You know. The ferries to Waiheke. They all play oh, yeah. tennis, you know, yeah. in Pano. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Mm. Um, but we... Wellington like, wives, not so much. No. They're tough. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's hard to gauge what you're getting because everyone's so wrapped <laughs> up from the elements. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit, there was some surprises. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back anyway, to advertising. Back to, yes, advertising. So you moved to Auckland. Moved to Auckland. To and, work on accounts. Yeah, and we, uh, I remember we pitched for the wives. LMP account and um, did these ads, and it was all based on um, world famous in New Zealand since ages yeah. ago, you know. And is that, was that tagline already in place, or did you it guys was, come up with it? No, world famous in New Zealand had been around almost time. as long as I remember. I remember the first, the first LMP ads were, that I remember were, Grass skiing on Mount Hobson, and yeah. it was, um, I think it was Kills the Meanest Thirst or something. Grass skiing. Yeah. That was a thing in the 80s, eh? Oh, yeah. I, I remember watching like Spot On and What Now, and they were all like, this is going to be the next big thing. Grass skiing. Do you know grass skiing? I it's mean, like rollerblades, but, but on, like on the bottom, on of, the the bottom of a tank. You know, you've got a tank, yeah. yeah. And they make this rattling mm. noise. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't stick around. It's not like downhill on grass. It is downhill. Okay, on grass. Yeah, on grass, on hills. I can envision it. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked it didn't take off. It didn't stick around. The sheep were not happy. Um, But for for ages growing up, world famous in New Zealand was the campaign. And then I think we we were sort of a little bit, um, felt like there was um, all the stereotypes of Kiwiana were a little bit, our parents' Kiwiana, what was our Kiwiana? And, um, you know, Jamie and I always used to spend a lot of time crapping on about our earliest memories of, you know, stealing mummy, uh, stealing money out of mum's purse to go up and buy one-cent lollies at the, God, at the dairy. one-cent lollies. You know, that I it really that. was going up on your bike. Yeah, Space Invaders at the fish and chip shop. Yeah, and you leave all your bikes outside yeah. so that... All the local old ladies really have to navigate over yeah. them. 
Yeah. And you know they wave and they walk so and you just don't. Yeah. Bottles of water on people's front lawns so oh, that dogs yeah. wouldn't yeah. wouldn't crap on them. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a real phase. Dan, wasn't have you it? heard of this? Does that work? Does Who knows? I don't know, but um, this probably was it worked because there was no space for a dog to take a shit because no. there was so many water bottles all over <laughs> the lawn. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Listeners, listeners to this podcast might be able to enlighten us, but there was a definite phase, and it went for years, where if you didn't want dogs to take a shit on your front lawn, you would put a plastic bottle filled with water on the lawn. Yeah. Like, everyone had bottles of water yeah. on their lawn stand. Just 1.5 litres of Coke, but filled but with filled water. water. And, but also, this was the day when everyone's dogs just wandered around as well. So just like, like the dogs were dogs just wandered yeah didn't they? yeah they did they just did dogs were our one did yeah. ours did ours was always all over the place <laughs> three streets away from where it lived <laughs> you call out Oi. mom get him on the guy Stop. from the pounds back <laughs> animal control here <laughs> but yeah oh, so, but you know that there, there was a but freedom. that was kiwiana there was a freedom mm. where there was a few less rules and regulations yeah. gro- growing up and and i think that that was what we 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 loved but mm. we also one of those things that um is etched on our memory probably because you're only that high is um the prolific stubbies you know stubbies the you know shorts. what stubbies are i know what stubbies are and not stubbies they were part of his beer when, bottle. when he had to do his test to become a new zealander yeah. oh you um, had to pick stubbies from a lineup of it other... was multi-choice so you'd have different types of of shorts and he had to choose I've dealt with enough truck drivers to yeah. stubby have you well. have you got a pair I probably have some that qualify but I don't really wear them too mm. often no no they, I'm they gonna say no I'm just gonna say no no yeah. I there it's a really liberating experience it's I can imagine of, it's imagine yeah. it, it's the closest to how I sort of feel you know get to a nudist retreat I mm. get that I'd get that wearing a, from wearing a really high short mm. Mm. Um, nice breeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there was they were they were everywhere. There mm. was sort of a real um thigh pride with New Zealand pride. men yeah. that, that I don't know how that disappeared, but you just don't see a lot of a lot of They moved on. because it went from the walk shorts and socks oh, time. Yeah. You know, walk shorts and socks that men in, in short sleeved collared shirts that yeah. men wore to the office and to to, you know, everywhere it went from the walk short and socks to the stubbies and jandals very quickly yeah it almost happened overnight yeah. in new zealand culture i recall they had a really interesting pocket there was a little front, pocket at the with front. a button mm. just in case that very small thing that you put on there you didn't <laughs> want to lose it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 10 yeah. cents yeah which yeah. you could get a lot for 10 cents yeah um, yeah. But the fabric, there was a distinct fabric that stubbies oh, were made of. A distinctly not very breathable no. fabric. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, we digress. Yeah. So you're, you're on this Kiwiana, yeah, so modern yeah, Kiwiana trip. Yeah, so we 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 wrote an ad about stubbies. Yeah. We wrote an ad about um, our memories of going and doing bombs in the school pool. You know, that if... Um, um, your mum, who was on the PTA, she had the pool key for the summer. Yes, for the we summer. had the pool key. And as long as Mr. Moore, the caretaker, hadn't put chlorine in that morning, you could have a sweet time, and otherwise yeah. you're, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be like, Well, you shouldn't be swimming. You only just ate 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Did people actually die after uh, eating? It's, it's still bad in Italy. Uh, you know, they're it? like, oh, you got to wait a couple hours. Like, what? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really get it. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, we, we, wrote these, we wrote these ads. Made One these ads. kid vomited in a pool. 
50 years ago and then they just the and rules they stayed yeah. you know they went viral <laughs> don't eat <laughs> to every at least half an hour the world yeah and um, we we made these we made these ads one of them was about doing bombs in the school pool one of them was going up to the dairy to buy lollies another one was like um you know the school social yes and all the things you know, yes. boys on one side girls on the other mm. all the yeah all the anticipation sure of first pash to come later in the I night for everyone everyone <laughs> um but we we made these ads and they just people were just sending them around to each other and we'd get them sent back to us from random people in the uk going hey do you guys know who made these ads yeah, yeah. and they um i think that there was a a, a pride in how much mm. it it meant to somebody you know it was their story that we were giving them and i think in a funny way that's what the paintings are to me is that i really get off on being able to when it's a commission and probably half my work's commission based but to be able to manifest that thing that represents this family's story mm. um mm. you know their, their legacy what what this place means to them and so I, for me when there's a painting on the wall and there's a couple of people standing in front of it i'm much happier if they're talking about everything else but the painting you know that if the painting yeah yeah is sparks the, memories or something yes, for them memories yeah anecdotes, all these things and so they never have people in them but they're yeah. always about yeah stimulus for people and their connections with yeah. with each other and we will be right back Okay, let's get back to the show. Well, I'm loving it at the moment. On your website, um, there's all the Waimarama scenes. Yes. And it's not just scenes of the beach and the island, which are like, you know, I mean, they've, they've been done time and time again by loads of people. Not obviously in your style, but they're, yeah. they're common. But it's things like the farm gates on the road on the way there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the little side roads, the, the, the trees on the corners of things, you know, yeah. the, the landmarks that you, Those that you see along the way, along the way yeah. that make you go, oh, we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. Um, or, and because it's the same road that we all have to travel to yeah. get there, we all see those yeah, it's things. Great. And, and I think even, um, and I love 
those roadside attractions mm. I sort of mm. you know think of them as and they I may have never been there I may not even know what goes on in that shed but it becomes part of my story yeah. because I pass it every day you know and so it becomes synonymous yeah. with it's pretty my interesting because there's kids. not there's less and less sort of communal experiences these days with like if you just think about television shows yeah. and, and art that's concerned you know media that's consumed it's, it's like it's not like it was even 25 30 years ago yeah, so totally. it's like but there is that drive yeah locally yeah. that we all know because it takes and there's one road yeah and it's a great ending because it's got the beautiful beach there and everything so everybody does it yeah. everybody goes to that same fish and chip shop yeah, yeah, Damn, you're that's so, you're... so insightful oh, that's yeah. so true because yeah. that's that, oh. you know that's we would have all seen the exact same stuff growing yeah. up. I'm sure that you would have watched Full House and Alf and Chips. Mash, Chips, mm. um, Magnum P.I. Yes. We all had Golden to go Girls. through that schooling together. Yeah, yeah, Whereas totally. now, because you don't have to be fed broadcast... Kids are choosing their own... Yeah, yeah they, they are. Totally um, I, I don't even know the word for it, but everything is so fragmented. You're on your own path now. Yeah. There's no one sitting down. Families aren't sitting down at, you know, six o'clock to watch the news together and then watch Alf or Full House or no. whatever. Um, or, or, or the ads that you the have to ads, watch in between. They're and not even seeing those. My sister and I would love when the ads came on because we'd play ads. <laughs> <laughs> you have to guess the ads. You have to guess the ad. <laughs> Fully. So you were made for advertising. <laughs> so how did it change? How it's did not you... just Kellogg's, it's Kellogg's Nutri-Grain. <laughs> you didn't get it, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get it. And while you're fighting, the next person gets the BNZ ad on next or whatever. Yeah, that, That's a good game. But even, even that, having to watch the ads together and the ads that we yeah. grew up with, you know, yeah. whether they're... Um, Dan, I don't know if you were if you were here then, but we, oh, we grew up with Toyota yeah. would make these ads like the crumpy ads. Oh, uh, and the bugger ads. And the, yeah, bugger. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, the day after that ad played, <sighs> everyone was talking about it because everyone watched it last night on TV2 yeah. or TV1. There That's were two right. channels yeah. that People ran the ad at the same about time. The ads. Do you remember the Fernleaf Butter family? Yeah, I do. Is it Fernleaf? Yes. Well, initially or- it was... Fernleaf, and then it went anchor, or did yeah, it go yeah. anchor and then Fernleaf? I don't Fernleaf. know. I don't know, but there was this, it was a soap opera about butter, Dan, and the ads changed every couple of months. The story, the story. So the family went mm-hmm. through. You know, the kids were little and they grew, and then they said, oh, then the parents separated. And oh my god, it was, yeah. it was, and it was drama. Like it was part of our life. And Spot the dog, yeah, the telecom yeah. dog. You know, he did. He had all these adventures, and the ad was different all the time because Spot had adventures and. And, and people I, loved the people ads. People loved the ads. I love the ads. And um, I used to always tease my mum because there's that leg along ad. There's my mum, the one with the baggy pabby hose. Oh, <laughs> and yes. it was like, <laughs> yep. mum hated it when yep. I'd say that because I'd just wind her up all the time with it. Well, well there's something special that we can all remember mm. the same, you know, uh, commercial messaging yeah. from, from so many years ago. But I don't, my suspicion is that because you're not seeing. Um, local brands spending a million mm. bucks on TV ads anymore. That's true. I, I don't think you got people turning up today no. going, I got a great Facebook ad on my feed. Mm. You know, or, no, hey, I, all, I've got to share it to you. No, but, it, but it's been changed with memes. memes now. So yes. now we've got memes. Mm. So not quite the same. They don't have the story, but they sort of no. do. But they. Yeah, memes have also like that sort of permeates not just posts like that. It's like, it could be like a 
a meme of a thing that happened, you know, not necessarily. And then some people just create them as jokes. Yeah. Yeah. They have no, and then they're gone, you know, they weren't like, they may not be tied to anything other than like, oh yeah, yeah, I've experienced that. And then boom, it's gone. Well, you you wonder if they sort of, how that meme will age because, you know, often it's very topical Yes. or you need to have watched that thing to get or they this just thing. update it. There's one they always see with the three Spider-Mans, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you, you. You know, yeah. all pointing at yes. each other. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that's like, and then they just change the bubbles of, <laughs> yeah. you know, what But also, it's the three people, like the, the man and his girlfriend walking, and there's a woman that's just walked past, yeah. and the dude's like looking back at her, and his girlfriend's looking at him, yeah. and the other woman is just, she doesn't give a shit. She's just walking, yeah. and they change that constantly, yeah. depending on whichever subject it relates to do you know what i mean yeah. oh yeah, yeah you do so i, I don't just but i mean it, it begs the question like how the hell do you do advertising in this day and age i don't know well it, yeah, it's, I mean, it changed a lot from mm. you know the the industry that jamie and i got into was very different to the one that i left so mm. we had tv print and radio oh, yeah, that we're, we're, yeah that was it mm. none of which were due this week let alone after lunch mm. um and there was, and also we didn't have these no phones. phones. No. Oh, we did have a phone, but it could text. Yeah. And there's only so much anyone's willing yeah. to brief you on it. Do you know what? I remember, just sorry to interrupt, but I remember I got my first cell phone when I got my first job at a record company, which was in 1993. I got given a cell phone. Yeah. 1993. And what could it do? Well, it could just phone people. It couldn't even text yet. So I remember oh, looking, yeah, right. I remember yeah. being in like, um, I don't know, so it was like a record shop or something with a sales rep person. And I was looking at my phone going, God, I don't even know why there are letters on the buttons of this phone. Do you know? And I just think, why can't we use them to like, actually, I don't want to talk to this person. I just want to send them a mm. message. And he says, can't, can't we just... Can, we get this, can this thing be a calculator as well? You were ahead of your time. You know? yeah. Why did yeah. Why did I not yeah. just call Nokia and just say, hey, I've got this idea? You could have been the Steve Jobs of, you know, like, do this. It, not actually do it, but just tell people to do it for you. It really is amazing what, how, how useful this tool is. I just remember that conversation so yeah. vividly. Why can't I just type out? I remember my, my old man had a car phone that was it for like mm. years like in from the 80s into the well late into the mid 90s mm. and, and then i don't think anybody really started getting phones until no. the late 90s you but were ahead of your time i was way ahead of my time i know how big was that phone? it was very rock and roll it was, was well it wasn't the big brick it was yeah. actually probably as big as um as my microphone but not no actually it wasn't but it's a tiny little screen right yeah, it was tiny most, screen. mostly plastic with a tiny little yeah. screen in fact yeah. the screen was like yeah, that to yeah. start with because it only needed to be yeah. horizontal for the yeah. for the one number. Yeah. You could you could put it in a pair of pantyhose and swing it around your head and use it as a weapon in a, in a dark alley on a on a, on a Did you have night. to do that? Where? Once or twice, Dan. Okay. Once or twice. But remember I was in rock and roll, so it's I had true. to Yeah, punk um, bands and whatnot. All of that. I, I remember <laughs> Jamie some, somewhere between that phone and this phone, I remember Jamie, my creative partner, and his idea was I need to press a button and it turns into a mirror. And, and women need this because yes. they'll be able to do their makeup. Yes. And it's like, and we, he, he kept going on about the, the idea of the mirror. Mm. I was like, oh, I don't know how you can do it into a mirror. Camera. No, it's probably not going to happen. Camera. But of course, the camera, the camera turns up camera. and suddenly... You take a photo of yourself. Yeah. Or not even turn, a photo. Just, just turn, turn it on. Yes, yeah, so it's all doing it live. The idea of yeah. being kind of stuck <laughs> in this 2D yeah. world when... Um, 
the, yeah. the answers to all those problems are, yeah. are there. But you never would have known back then in the 2000s, early 2000s, that the phone would end up being our everything. So in terms of where we get our advertising messages yeah. from, I mean, and, uh, and our visual messages. And, and where you listen to this, like, I mean, what, oh, we're, doing right what we're doing right now, people are going to listen to it on their phone. will be listening on their phone. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now uh, we don't have that lovely thing where we have to go into a gas station every time we're lost. And they uh, give you, you know, they give you the map yeah. of the, the paper map and go, yeah. Yeah, you're right here, and you can tell because there's nothing left on the page. It's all just greasy. Yeah, but if you'd out. gone to the BP down the road, or no, the the um, Z down the road, they could have told you where we were. Do you reckon no, they'd still followed, do that? Yeah, would. But you'd followed your Google Maps instead yeah, and ended yeah. up in completely the wrong place. Yeah. So there's a lesson on it. <laughs> there's a lesson. <laughs> we used to be uh, like we we're some in this other in between space when I managed. I also managed a rock band for a while, and uh, we would have to print up. Um, MapQuest directions from different places. So we're like, yeah. all right, we're going on tour for this week. We're not sure there's a, always going to be a printer there. If we had to, we'd find a Kinko's, which is like oh, yeah. now, oh. now yeah, yeah, FedEx yeah. Kinko's right. now. And we, we, but typically we start at home and you print up like direction where right? we're going to be at University of Vermont and we need to go to Syracuse. And we'd print out, like we'd have maps print too, out yeah. map. but we'd have the map too, but then we'd get like the advice to like, how do we get out of University of Vermont to get to yeah. this and yeah. print up. And then when you got to town, you'd be like, all right, this is where it says the club is because you could try to call, but you know, you try to call right. a club at noon, but yeah. nobody's going to be there or like, and even just have an address. We were so delightfully inefficient, weren't we? Yeah. And so much Back paper wastage. You, oh you my know, God. You know, just print it out. Print it, just, yeah. we just printed everything. everything. Yeah. And of course they were. You think Google Maps is wrong sometimes. I mean, MapQuest was really all over the place. Uh, you know, I, I be bought, in a different town and stuff. You know, I, I had um, interim technology that was a Navman. Oh you know, yes, that you know pretty much is yeah. this now. But the Navman couldn't do anything but just sometimes tell you how to get there. <laughs> but sometimes it really would just send you in some crazy directions. Crazy. Um, yeah, we really, we really and. You know, as an artist, to have a great camera in your phone mm. is yeah. just such a brilliant tool. So um, how did you, like, the, the leap from going, um, I have a steady job in advertising yeah. for a big agency, um, things are, I know I'm a clever sod when it comes to this industry, How did, and I live in Auckland, and... Um, did you find yourself a wife in Auckland at the time? Yeah. Yeah, so that was great. So you've ticked all your boxes. <laughs> yeah, ticked and all then the you boxes. Go, <laughs> did you get a villa in like Greyland or something? Uh, yeah, Western Springs. Yeah, Western Springs. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, better, um, yeah. cooler. Yeah, all, all, all those things. All those things. And then you just go, do you know what? I'm going to move to the provinces. How? Why? How did I get to there? Well, I think there's, there's a few parts to it. One, okay. uh, um, as I mentioned, it, the industry changed. So with the rise of online advertising session certainly social media mm. and and being able to so what year you're doing I, this was sort of 2000 right to maybe 2016 yeah was sort of probably my yeah. time in in agencies mm. um and i at first there was lots of light and shade you know you left work about four o'clock in the afternoon mm went home, no one could contact you till the next day. Mm. And so there was this on, off, mm. on, off. And then the off just got eliminated. Mm. It really did. And somehow, and, and you know, advertising people are really well paid. 
Yeah, so they there's are. only so there's only so much complaining you can do. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, you, know, you yeah. get paid this much money. Yeah, people go, oh, for goodness sake, you're earning six figures. Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, what are you grizzling about? Um, and and the, it, it doesn't work for a creative. You know, mm. a creative does need to have on and off, off light and shade, you know? Or a it's really full-on pee habit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's another. There's more than one way to... There's more yeah. than one way. <laughs> oh, those years you just mentioned, though, yeah. I keep thinking about that. Like, you don't know about time and how things are going to be remembered until it's way later and i think now that we're in 2023 that's a really interesting period because 2000 to 2008 i feel like is one thing and then after that that's like a mark a line in yeah. the sand almost you had the gfc yes. you had i mean for me it was obama coming yeah. in i think yeah. that was a bit of a big change twitter I'm, started you know, yeah facebook Instagram. and then that was yeah. right when twitter and facebook and everything mm. else sort of took off yeah. and then by the time you get to 2016, you know, it's a totally different is, world. It, Trump gets elected, you know, it's like yeah. all the, and, and all nationalism, there's all kinds of other things happening by yeah. then that are, you know, 16 to eight is way different. And it's kind of more into this, what we're into now, whatever this is. And then of course we'll probably have the line in the sand with COVID and, mm. you know, yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah, and it, it, it becomes very clear with hindsight. Yeah. What was right and what was wrong and what was... Yeah, of course that yeah. happened. Of course that industry changed yes. because of XYZ. You know? But you couldn't but, foretell it. But the, no, the no. early... It's like Napster with us in the rock world was like... Napster? That like just changed Lime everything. Lime Lime. And really yeah. quick. It was like, oh yeah, we don't sell any albums anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, but more, way more people know who we are. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't know how to handle that. You know, it was like well, well my double-edged sword was that, on one hand, the rise of social media and online advertising and the compression of the creative journey into, you know, speed of delivery replaced the craft mm. of sure. writing copy or crafting an image mm. to within an inch of its life. There was just not time for that. You know, you were paid well. To, to deliver, deliver quickly. pretty good, mm. really, really fast. You know, if yeah. someone finds a Band-Aid in their Big Mac, you can't you can't sit on that problem for a couple of weeks no. until you've got a brilliant idea to solve yeah. it. You know, you've got to have a pretty good idea of how to solve it within the next half an hour or yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, so that sort of killed my vibe a little bit about advertising. Mm. Mm. Um, and because of that, I felt that... Um, I mean, my escapism was, I've always had a PlayStation. So, 97, I had <laughs> PlayStation, I which, is, which is now, <laughs> now um, you know, known as PlayStation 1. Yeah. But I've yeah, always, I've I always, was always had that. Sega Master System 2 myself. Um, but, and, and so I'd sort of tell myself that that was, that was, that was me, my escapism. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd wander into, I remember the last game that I ever really played or finished was called Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you're like a cowboy running around shooting rattlesnakes and, you know, raiding hotels and mm-hmm. saloons, and, and, and I loved it. But I got to the end of it, and nothing to show for myself. For my, you know, there's no one that I can talk to about Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> you couldn't run on the street. But, Go, but at the same time, at the same time, I've got this narrative that I don't have time to paint. You know, I always want to be an artist. I don't have the time. But I did have the time. I was just prioritising other, other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, early, my early career was Red Dead Redemption. Um, and so cool. There's but, very few things as unsatisfying as finishing a video game and yeah. being like, I think I, I was very lucky because I finished like, what was it, Super Nintendo, 
Mario Brothers one, and I remember my three little sisters were there because he was like, "He's gonna do it," you know. And I like, yeah, I finished it, and I got, and I all these things, you know, the screen kind of went, Boo, you know, had like fake fireworks and all yeah. that, and I went, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like a month of my, and then the credits yeah. roll, and you, yeah. you know, it's all over. There's no more. Go, what what right. do I do with my life now? Yeah, but um, I I found that instead of so I sort of cold turkey ditched. PlayStation, yeah, okay. and um, and started painting in my back shed at night instead, and I got the same the same thing that I wanted out mm, of it, mm. um, which was probably just a little bit of quiet time to myself. Mm. But, but different levels, yeah, you know, because you're just you're well, you building really went something. in the other direction too. I mean, yeah. you know, from video games and modern advertising, like, no, nah, I'm going to paint. You know? Yeah, mm. well, well, I think the thing that I was missing was probably that, that time to myself and also doing something. For me rather than doing something for a client mm. and um and at the end of you know say 50 hours into a video game you've got nothing to show for yourself 50 hours of painting you've got, got, a thing. got something significant yeah you know and um at first and, and then so i started painting and then there was this new thing called facebook and um i thought oh, i'll make a little page a facebook page josh lancaster paintings and and I remember posting my first picture to, you know, and I had no followers. And so this was a really nice, safe mm. place to start sharing my work to no one. To no one. <laughs> yeah. I, no negative <laughs> feedback. But probably every, I mean, I, I imagine every artist is like that to begin with, you know. I mean, Carl Moore must have been like that. And then, yeah. you know, Josh Frizzell. Well, well, I, um, and, yeah. I, I can't imagine how hard it would have been to be an artist before mm. uh, Instagram. Or before Facebook, you know, you'd have to have relied on a gallery mm. who is only open so many hours. They're always going to take forty percent. You've got to wait for someone to walk past that shop who happens to be interested, that happens to have money to pay for it. Or they subscribe to Art News or Art New Zealand yeah. or one of those, you know, the, the highbrow. But it's it's someone else controlling magazines and your, see your, your journey and destiny. Mm. So to be able to take control of that narrative mm. yourself. And um, and something magic happened, and that people saw that mm. uh, that painting or the next one, they were like, "Oh, I'd love a painting of this." And so mm. the commissions naturally started happening, and it was still just hobby space. But um, after a few years, I was sort of in this tricky situation, and the, the thing, the hobby escape time, was starting to expand and th- was sort of threatening to be. Um, viable full-time but at the same time you know young family three young boys all that and it just felt like the most irresponsible thing for for me as a young father yeah and and a husband and and the person earning earning Mm. the money Mm. um which it was yeah yeah (laughs) your feelings were correct yes (laughs) um and so but you know the and, and this this was sort of the I can't sort of change how how things went but I I think if I had been more courageous um, I would have quit advertising earlier Mm. and backed myself because it it worked out fine and it it worked out brilliantly in terms of the career so what why why the decision to come here I mean what's the connection to Hawke's Bay so did you have one um, my ex-wife yeah. has a connection to Hawke's Bay. Oh, okay. So, so she she wanted to come yes. come home. I think she was over 
advertising mm. over Auckland, perhaps over the guy that she was yeah. living with who was hell-bent on becoming an artist and fucking sick of working in advertising. No, I think I've ripped the scab off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this too deep? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No. As, it, it, as long as you're okay, yeah, no, no, bring I'm, this up. I've, oh, look, it's, it's, it's reality. Okay, it it's, it's, it's what, it's what happens. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, yeah. we get along... We get along great, awesome. great, great friends. It works well with with the kids. And so, but, for you, you were like back in when she was like, can, "Can we go home? Can I go back to Hawke's Bay?" I'm thinking this would be good. You were happy about doing that? No, that was that was the end result. Oh, that was the end result. Yeah. So, oh. but I I can't imagine living in a different city to my kids. So, no. so um, she lives in Napier. Yes. I live in Havelock. Right. Kids are with me half the time. Kids are with her half the time. I understand. They're happy. It, it all it all works. It all works. It's not how I imagined yeah. life working, but um, I, I guess I can also see how um, probably how shitty it would have been to be the partner of someone who works in advertising, just full stop. Mm. But then someone who works in advertising, but also is wants to become an artist it's like mm. where's the time for where's, us where's the time mm. yeah and yeah. um look that's just something that i'm i've got to live with for yeah. you know the rest of my days but do you love it here do you like it here please tell us you like it i here. love it here yay it's it's, the most, it's the most <laughs> lovely it's the most lovely place to to unwind you know i i've still got family up in auckland and every time i go up i'm excited about auckland but I get near the end of the expressway and the Bombay Hills and the traffic starts and then there's another two hours before I get to yeah, know, Auckland. Yeah. Um, I, but it's a bit like, um, oh, we went down to Wellington, I took the boys down to Wellington a couple of weeks ago and I've got really fond memories of, of living in Wellington. But there's also, when you go back to a place that you remember really well and it's changed, mm. there's never the worry there, you know. It's not yeah. the place you left. No, yeah. it's like when you've had a really good dream and then you get up to go for a wee and you're like, straight back into yeah, it. Yeah, because you want to get back in your dream and, and it's not the people have changed. And, yeah. the, and it's like, oh, guys, we, how do you get back to that place? It's gone. It's gone. Um, they should invent. There's got to be some way. Farmers, big farmer should be on this. There's got to be some pill. You can make pill. them make time travel. Yes, but also a pill um, that oh, you can yeah. take which preserves your dreams, your, your dream... Um, scape space so that you can wake up and go for a quick sneaky wee and then jump back into bed close your eyes and yeah. boom you dream yeah. it's like a, po- a dream pause pill dream pause pill dream pause pill yes. DPP alright this is this idea you have to action nope. just, like the, just, like, just the, like the just like the not like the cell phone get in with big pharma now. Mm. yeah you know yeah. well loved yeah. in the yeah. community I have all sorts of I have all sorts of ideas actually of things that I need to but on that memory thing yes I am of the belief that it actually wasn't that great that you did move and change things and this went on like and you can be nostalgic for the good stuff Mm -hmm. but i guarantee if you went back to exactly what say your job was in auckland in 2008 you go oh fucking larry over there i forgot him oh (laughs) yeah sheila she was such you know, like, yeah. be, and then oh, the way I this road I had to drive on every day, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. And like, you romanticize you know, everything, and, yeah. and then you forget all that stuff. But yeah. you go, hey, you forget but, that everyone honked of durries. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 we, should, we, we should 
folk at our desks yeah, at yeah. work. Like, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was a rule yeah. at the agency that. Um, yeah, after four o'clock, you could smoke in the bar, and drink. which was an open, you know, yeah. it was an yes. open plan. Yes. And smoking then, in and the back of the yeah. plane. Six p.m. It was like um, that was smoking at your desk allowed. Yeah, but but it was also, and again, this is the smell thing. You know, it you is. walk into a yeah. place, and the smell of cigarette smoke really did yeah. tell you something. If yeah. Especially it was cigarettes and fresh coffee. Mm. Mm. You yep. know, that was exciting, mm. and you knew you that there were people there who were. <laughs> But isn't it interesting? It smells like, productive in oh, here. I'm with an Italian. What can I say? Yeah. It's funny though. Like it's going back to smells. Like from the right from the beginning of our conversation about smells being memory and and stuff. Um, younger people are going to be like on wine labels, particularly red wine. Like we use the word you know tobacco mm. as a descriptor for yeah. you know. Um, senses and that we get in wine vape, you know, they're like going to be watermelon. like what what is this tobacco smell what yeah. well because like, you know that there's we know le- it. legally that um the smoking uh, the, the age to buy cigarettes goes up every year so that anyone born after a certain year will never they won't be, able to be buy them it'll never be legal for them to buy no which Look, Which is fine. It's good but, for it's good for the country. But the you know? smell, they won't have it. They won't even know they what it's like to get into. They, they won't know what it's like to have your first pash in a real smoky, <sighs> yeah. smoky like sun silk hairdo. Tropical yeah. fruit vape. Yeah, you know, it's a totally <laughs> <It'll be> like, <laughs> yeah. vape clouds of uh, marshmallows or whatever. Yeah, pineapple yeah. mango have magic. You guys, yeah. Have you guys watched a show being wine people? Have you watched Drops of God? Yeah. You have, I haven't. Yeah. What did you think? I'm not all of it. Are we allowed to talk no. about this on the... Yeah, yeah. 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 I can talk about it. What do you think? Well, I thought it, as a, I thought the tension was quite good. I thought yeah. the underlying story of, you know, two young people competing against each other, one being an expert, one being a novice, having to educate themselves so they could win this prize of yeah. this wine cellar, you know, that was the thing of wonder and mystery yeah. Yeah. and, you know, worth squillions of dollars. I thought that was a great little premise for a story. I don't know about I, whether I it told was... me about, you know... Um, any more, more than I needed wine. to know about wine, but then I'm a but, wine nerd. But if, yeah. if I wasn't, if I was just a punter that didn't know anything about wine and was, I'd be fascinated by it. Well, I, I'm not a wine guy. I'm a I'm a beer guy, but the re, I'm very envious so, of, you're, you're of amongst wine friends, people. It's fine. <laughs> because for me, um, the sensory experience from wine is just it's too much. I'm, huh. I I lo- I would love to be part of the club of being able to talk about wine, but. Uh, you you know and, and so too much wine. as in what you you go you 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 smell it and you taste it and out. you don't know what to say about it no you can't no pick not one at thing all out of I would be able to I am so envious because I hear the chat and I want to be part of the chat the problem is if I'm um, if I'm in a room if we're drink if you guys had um, big glasses of red which is unusual right that now, we don't by the way <laughs> <laughs> I start with a sweaty nose yeah. yeah. And then the heart rate goes up, and it's the same with. Um, so I'm really sensitive to smell. So mm. going into a bar is is hard yeah. because you've got lots of champagne, lots of lemon. Everyone mm. loves cooking with chili. All these things, um, like chili, I don't know what chili smells like, but my body does, and yeah. my body can pick it up. And I, I, I don't know. It's like a little micro version of an anaphylactic. Shot, mm. but it's it's, it's, it's if telling you, if me if you're cooking with chili it do can not like invite you know this is mm. not this Your body's isn't warning be you against you. it so i'm restricted to, mm. to beer drinking which is a pretty you know it's 
it's not it's not the wine world no but know? it's interesting yeah. um, but so so drops of god i, I didn't um care as much for the wine story mm. but i was fascinated with um uh, uh, I the think methodology the book was called um, uh, Lene's Divan. Mm, mm, you know mm. this this All book that different. opened up in the sixty or eighty different vials. Yeah, and so I watched that and um, All the different aromas got the kids and... to all put blindfolds on and i went and found 40 different smells from around the house from toothpaste to soy yeah. sauce kids to, are great at it. yeah are really they are great. yeah they are but it's a really fun game to play with adults as yeah. well because when you're blindfolded you know it's really easy to tell what something yeah. smells like when you're also using your eyes but also yeah like if you put wine or anything in a black glass oh yeah and then yeah. taste it and try and yes. yeah and then try and describe what you're smelling tasting the textures of things are really really turned on the head yeah when you when you take away the visual yes yeah it's yeah. crazy so just I love like it. We, we talk about audio visual but you're right it's, this is awful tree visual right those yeah. two things mm. working yeah. together and um but i found that i found the bit that i really related to was when that i've, I've forgotten forgotten her name you know the, the lead girl I'm having an but moment. when she smells something and you see <laughs> inside her head and her rifling through the semi-lit unorganized library of things mm, and mm, getting what is it reminding you know it's of? a bit like going to the supermarket and you're thing. like which aisle am i going to be in and then in this aisle yeah which part of this aisle yeah. and then when you get to that bit breaking yeah. it down you yeah. know and so the idea yeah. of the flavor that that flavor wheel yeah it's fascinating for well me. it's like some of the if, if you say to someone well, you know is this um does it smell savory or fruity it's fruity okay if it's fruity what kind of fruit is it is it like tree fruit like is it sort of apples and pears yeah. or is it citrus lemons and limes and things grapefruit or is it berries yeah you know or is it oh it's berries okay well, are they red berries, like a soft, like a strawberry or a raspberry? Or are they dark berries, like a, like a blackberry, a boysenberry, a blueberry? You know, or are they like, is it stone fruit, like yes. a plum? Or, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a very systematic. And it's easy. It, it, it's the flow chart. You yeah. Know, it's yeah, almost yeah. like, it's yeah. like a it's thing from the idea of how to pay your tax. Yeah. Did you earn over this? Yeah, Did you yeah, earn yeah. over this? But you it's doing that. It's do, that, that. That's the thing. When people realize that that's all you need to do, it's not really scary when you just take it step by step. Yeah. You know, you start with a big category. And, and you can you have just, your own words for yeah. stuff too. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's room to... Yeah. You know, I to describe things. In... <laughs> Dan has his own Dan I, language. I have. We're uh, just getting over an hour now, so I have oh, a couple yeah. questions yes. that I want to make sure I ask for um, that do relate exactly to what you guys are just talking about. Is um, do you think that you started painting later? You finally just decided to do it because you were ready. Because I don't know, I liken it to winemaking and all that sense memory and everything. Like I went to winemaking school with eighteen-year-olds, and I was like, "There's no way these fucking kids are going to become winemakers." Yeah. Like they have no life experience, life experience no yeah. smell, no sense of th- you know. There, some there's a couple of them that yes. did last, but they still had to go do vintages overseas and maybe do a few other things. Like yeah. you never had any other job, and you're going to become yeah. a winemaker. Yeah. Like how do you do that? Yeah. And uh, and you know you trust and you trust the winemakers when they're more in their 30s 40 you know when they've had a little bit of life experience so on the you know the painting side or any kind of art endeavor i would think it would be 
similar like yeah you could paint but maybe your more interesting stuff would become later T- right? totally i think if i'd started painting when i was 18 uh i don't think they'd be landscapes i don't mm. think they'd be buildings oh, yeah. i mm. think that time certainly that time spent in advertising you know we um jamie and i spent a lot of time at ponsby restaurants and became very familiar with I can just see when your big white, sunglasses white outside of his PQR yeah. just yeah. watching so, the world go by. So, you know, we'd have our table at our restaurant with our waiter, you know, our favourite people. You know, there's a yeah. real ownership that I became aware of and, and something beautiful in that our table also belonged to other people. They consider it their table. So for, for us, it was always at Prego inside the courtyard on the left hand yep. side underneath the rubinia oh, right. tree that's yep. now gone yep you order the scampi and, so, and yeah know, yeah, the, yeah the calamari <laughs> and uh have you guys tried the salt and booker yeah it's good the salt and booker. booker you haven't tried it best chicken dish you've ever tried mm. yeah three salt and bookers for the <laughs> oh, it's just chaos and and we, love we love, it. Love, love it love it love it and and they're uh you know they're very accommodating uh tea to the to the advertising advertising mm. lunch so that Prego was one of the first paintings that that I did that really? sort of was was in line with where I'm at now, oh. and it was sort of painting a place that had significance to me and my colleagues, and yeah. also people in the industry. But but it's amazing how my table at my restaurant, yeah. or our table at our restaurant, is can it be everyone's table? Mm. And so keeping That's the people out of you know, cool. I never paint people, mm. um, you know supping wine at the you, you know there it's always void of people mm. which would seem like a shit restaurant you know if you drove past there's no one there you just keep going yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's um but by doing that it means that you can populate that scene with your friends and your memories yeah. whereas if there's a couple at the table that painting's about that couple because i see the entrance to prego is, is in my memory because yes. back in the day like we um i had friends that lived in the in the the two-story old house directly across the road from Prego. Oh, yes. And we would, and so this is in the grungy old 90s, we were like, you know, listening to Rage Against the Machine and all that kind of stuff. And and we would open the sash windows and sit on the veranda Mm. and just yell things at the ad guys that would walk into Prego. (laughs) Yep. Could have been you. No, it was before his time. But it was the... Like, nice Chinese collar, mate! Chinese got hey, that's another bit of Kiwiana that doesn't really... Chinese got like, we call them things like forest, tarquin, you know, like... Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> and, but that was our memory of the dudes yeah. rocking in for their lunches yeah, and yeah. to, to Prago, a place that we could never afford to go until, you know, down the track when yes. we, we two ourselves were in that sort of game. I've, I've got a um, family Funny. dinner there on, on Saturday night, actually, so... Cool heading up for that but it, you know that was sort of probably the yeah. I wouldn't have got to that spot if I hadn't had that time you know so mm. closer to 40 rather than closer to 20 and I think you have some awareness you know when you're 18 or 20 the world's about you whereas by the 20 years later you realize that there's a few other people in it with you and being empathetic about their mm. journey and what's important to them mm. And you start to see all the things, you know, the commonalities between what's important to me and what's important to you and what's important to you. It's important to us. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, doing it later in life, I think I was able to approach it with definitely something that was more 
saleable mm. um you know rather than tortured 18 year old graphic mess well we are just so thrilled that we that we have people artists like yourself living in hawks bay now capturing these incredible hawks bay scenes that um for someone like myself that's lived here all her life um, I really identify with them. They they make my heart swell when I see your pieces because I go, I know that place. I've seen that driveway. I know that road. I've seen that shed. Do you know? I have, I have my own stories in my head yes. for what I think happens in those places or yeah. around those places. Um, and I don't think I've ever stood in front of one of your paintings or looked at one of your paintings online or you know been in a room where, where other people are with me and looking at your paintings too where anyone has ever said anything that's not anything kind of meh yeah about your paintings everyone is like oh there's it sparks something and I think that's great and I'm so excited that we were able to 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 get Josh to come and talk to us today Josh what's your where's the best place to find your stuff and all that okay people can check out everything that I've ever done um on Instagram or Facebook at Josh Lancaster Paintings and um, if, if you want to message me about about anything, whether it's a commission or, or what have you, just drop drop me a message. Mm. Awesome. Hey, we'll thank you, it. guys. Have you had fun? Was this okay? Chatting with you guys. Yeah. yeah. When are we going to start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best intro we've yeah. ever done. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, we well, can come back sometime. Too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about art one We'll time. do more serious yeah. Q&A. <laughs> And hey. congratulations again on the um, on on the amount that you raised with the painting for the Hawke's Bay Wine Auction for Cranford Hospice. Thank I you. mean, it's forty four thousand dollars, forty five thousand dollars thereabouts. It's going to get me a good room when I oh, when I turn up. When <laughs> you turn up at that yeah. hospice, I want mate. a window. Yeah. I want a window. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hey. laugh. You you have to. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. This is fun. Cheers. Awesome. Bye. Okay, ballers, thanks for listening. We are keen as for your comments. Um, And hey, ideas for fantastic folk that could be great for us to interview are always welcome. So contact us by email at baysofourlivesmail at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Bays of Our Lives is biodynamically produced by Daniel Brennan at Decibel Wines and Whole Bunch Pressed by Yvonne Morgan. (laughs) 